Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us a very special guest, Mr. Max Payne Griffin. He is a contender for the welterweight title in the UFC and a former Tachi Palace um, welterweight champion. Mr. Max Griffin, thank you for joining us. Yo, yo, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, man, we're good. Everything's going good. Um, how's your training camp going? You got a fight coming up? Yeah, man. I got a I got a good fight coming up. Have a wonderful training camp. Um, we're getting a lot of good work in. A lot of good work in. And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. You know, um, spending some more time and really, really dialing in on this fight, you know, working on things that the guy's gonna do, you know, just the guy wants to take me down, so we've, you know we've been doing a lot of takedown defense, a lot of grappling stuff, and um, it's working out well, man. We're ready to go when we're ready to beat this guy handily and finish him. What um, what's your evolution been like from say fighting in the regional shows, moving into now fighting in the UFC and fighting your way through the UFC? I suppose, man, um, it, it's it's been such a long way. I used to be so. So, so one-dimensional. I think I've been fighting for 14 years now. Um, I started martial arts when I was young, but I've been fighting since I was 21. I'm 34, so that's almost 14 years. And, you know, I used to be a super striker, knocked everybody out, had zero ground game, you know, and then they're like, hey, this fool's going to knock you out, so you got to take him down. Cause then I had to start nullifying that. Everybody wanted to take me down, so I had to um, do a lot of work on the takedowns. And then once they get on the ground, you know, they want to work some stuff. So it just kind of evolved, and I'm fighting these guys. And, you know, kind of the more round, well-rounded you get, the more route, well, you know, well-rounded you have to force yourself to become. You have to immerse yourself in everything, all the techniques. Um, and now we could do it all. Now we do everything. Now it's, um, we know how to fight now. Now it's just certain positions for certain opponents. And um, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just doing things that need to be done to um, to beat certain people in every situation. And um, that's where we're at right now. What's, uh, with, with the grappling, was it something you didn't like doing or you just never, never did it or, or like... Did you just prefer striking overall? I prefer, I guess I prefer striking. I used to fight, you know, um, you know, fight in the streets sometimes or whatever, parties and stuff, and, you know, when I was a young knucklehead. But yeah, um, if I knocked a lot of people out, then why is the point in going to the ground? I was like, yeah, I don't need to do that stuff. And I think I fought um, Jordan Williams. He just got signed to the UFC. Um, on Contender Series, I fought him like 10 years ago um, in Reno. Um, I was ultimate. I, I had the amateur title, the ultimate Reno combat title. Um, and I beat the brakes off from striking, but he wrestled me. He took me down. I couldn't get up, you know. Um, he, didn't do, he did zero damage. Um, zero. But he had, you know, he had control. He had control of me. And from then I learned like, hey, I need to, you know, I need to work on some things. So, you know, everything that happens, it's a, you know, it's a, I don't regret anything. It's a lesson. And especially, you know, if you, you have to learn from it. 
So you that's how it goes. You never ever since then, I mean I'm working. Now sorry, no. something never you, wrestled. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, you never wrestled in yeah, high school? I never, I never wrestled in high school, but last year I was tied with second most takedowns in the UFC with 13. Me and Curtis Blades had this tie for second most takedowns. And I didn't wrestle. Why didn't you wrestle in school? I don't know. I wanted to play football. Um, you know, so so I did martial arts when I was young. Go, Taz, go. Go. So I did martial arts when I was young. Um, you know, from four to thirteen. Got my black belt and stuff. But then by the time I got to high school, I was sick of it. I mean, sick of trainings, sick of all that. Um, so when I got to high school, I didn't want to do anything. You know, I wanted to hang out, um, you know, do high school stuff. I tried to play football, but I hurt my knee. Like, I hurt my knee during the summer. And then they wanted me to come out there. I couldn't play all season. And then they wanted me to come out and watch all, all the whole the whole year. <laughs> like, How old were you? How old were you? I was high school, so probably a freshman, probably 15, 16, I don't know. 14, I don't know. But they wanted me to just do that. And then I was like, nah, whatever. And I didn't play any more sports in high school, um, like on the team or anything. Um, yeah, so it's surprising. I wrestle a lot of guys now, um, a lot of D1 guys, um, all kinds of really high-level guys. And they go, man, what'd you wrestle? <laughs> you know, I don't wrestle, bro. I mean, I wrestle now, but... Um, you know, it's some really good coaches, Alex Grinder. Um, you know, he, he, I give a lot of my credit to him, man. Um, Iowa Hawkeye, but yeah, he's, yeah. Now, now I love wrestling. I enjoy it. Um, we've been putting in work, you know. What, what were you like when you was, say, if we were at school together, when you were in like ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade around there, what were you, what kid were you? I was good, man. I was friends with everybody. I was a cool, um, I was one of the cool kids. Uh, you know, I was a bully, bully killer. I didn't like the bullies. I was, I, I was like I am now, you know, the people's, the, the people's champ, you know, um, had a lot of friends, but I stuck up for people, you know, um, I beat up a bully at school one time and got in trouble for that, but, um, I'm a man of the people, you know? I'm the king of Sacramento, man. I've been doing this for a while. Where did that come from? Because I was gonna, I was going to ask you about that. Because I, I I looked up the thing and they said you that you were known as the king of Sacramento. How, how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I've I've lived here. I mean, I was born in Santa Barbara, but I've moved to Sacramento before. So I've been here for 30 years. Um, I've always lived here, and um, I've been fighting here. So we had the West Coast Fighting Championship. A lot of good guys came out of that. Um, I was a West Coast champion. Seventy. I was a welterweight champ there. I was an 85 champ. A lot of guys came out of that. Um, Josh Emmett, um, Andre Feely, a ton of guys. Um, anyway, um, before, um, I was a champion in the area. I was one of the best guys in the region. One of our rivals was Team Alpha Male. And we had a, uh, a few guys there. Um, that I fought for the title, and they were like, they're like 15 minutes from here, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. during the region, we fought them and working our way up. Um, so 
I did it. I took care of business up here, and then I was like, hey, I need to, to get to the UFC. I need to take over more south. I need to take over all of California. So I went to Tachi Palace. I got that title. And during that time, um, this guy, David Mitchell, he's an ex-UFC guy, um, black guy. He's really good. But he was talking all this trash. He, I guess he got cut by the UFC, came to the West Coast when I was gone, and won like eight straight, came and submitted everybody. Max Griffin, you're scared. Max Griffin, you're scared. You this and you're that and all this. He was a big talker. There's a lot of hype on it. So that ended up being like the king of Sacramento fights. After like two years, he finally fought. And he like like he went on eight fight streaks and submitted all these guys. And I was doing my thing. And it was, you know, grapplers versus, you know, me. And uh, all of Sacramento was there. It was insane. Insane. A lot of trash talk, a lot of media. Um, and, you know, you talk to you seeing the winner gets to go to the UFC. Either he gets re-signed or I go. And, um, you know, I knocked that full out in under a minute, just pieced him up, um, dropped him three times. And uh, that was the king of Sacramento fight. Um, it was major. It was so major. It was like the, it was the biggest regional show that night in history, um, like of California. So, and but yeah, what's that like for you? Like, what what were the nerves like having so much on the line? And what was that like for you? Like in, in that regard, you know, um, for me, I'm kind of used to it. We've always it's we're born in this kind of shit. You know, um, I always have nerves. My my coaches, um, my coach Dave Marinoble, ever since I started my first fight, um, he's like, well, who's your best guy? You know, like I never got to fight the guys that were one in six or these these guys that suck. I didn't get to fight those guys ever. My coach would be like, oh, oh, he's not good enough. Who else you got? Who, you got any guys undefeated and all that? Um, yeah, my first fight, I fought this guy in Oregon and I drive up to Oregon, which from here is like a 10 hour drive um, in the car, in those Toyotas with the seat in the back that's sideways, those small ones. <laughs> I was sitting in the back of that in the sauna suit for like eight hours. Um, the guy I was fighting was like the pride of Oregon. Um, his name was Jeremiah Hunter. He had two fights. And his, in his two fights, he threw one punch in each fight and knocked the guy out. So he came out, first fight, knocked the dude out. One punch. Next fight, overhand right, knocked the dude out. That was the guy I fought for my first fight. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, you're <laughs> – shit. You know, I, I, I didn't get to fight guys that weren't good. So I always, you know, had to be at a high level and went in there and – um. Oregon's a little bit different than California. It's not too mixed. Um, real, uh, real, uh, real white, real, like, uh, real racist. It's like real country. Um, just a different vibe. I was the only black guy there and there's thousands of people there. Crazy. But they're, they're yelling racial slurs in the crowd and saying all this stuff. Like but openly not... saying stuff, like openly saying racist yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, kick beat that nigger, shit like that. For real. Crazy. Yeah, I swear to God, dude. And I freaking knocked that fool out and Yeah, it was like under a minute, knocked him out, shut up the crowd, you know. What? You know, they're just you know, all pissed off and stuff. His mom tried to say some shit, you know. 
Um, but I've always fought. I've always fought um, with pressure. Pressure. You know, pressure. Pressure is, you know, most of my fights. I mean, if you look at them, I mean, I went to Oregon to fight in his hometown. I fought Mike Perry in Orlando at his hometown. I fought Tiago Alves in Brazil at his hometown. I fought um, Eric Montano, ultimate Mexico, ultimate fighter winner in Mexico in his home country. So, like, that's what I do. I fight people where they, you know, it, it takes the pressure away when you're fighting them in their home. And it puts a different, It, it for me, it puts a different attitude on you. Like, you, you know, it's nice when, you know, your friends are like, yeah, go back, go. And then when you got a whole country that wants you to die, it puts a different, like, uh, taste in your mouth. You know what I mean? It kind of puts you in a different mindset. Or uh, it's no bullshit, and um, he rides to the occasion. Does does the you prefer to play away than to play at home? Probably, probably, yeah. I mean, I like fighting at home. I tried to fight in Sacramento and didn't work uh, last time. But I mean, I love, like I said, I love to fight home. But when when you are away, it's a different feeling that I like about. Your back's against the wall. Um, I like that feeling, man. You know, we fought across the world, and it's there's no. It's a good feeling. We we um, my wife and I almost moved to um Oregon. Actually, finally, really? we were just talking like we had an opportunity, and we were talking blah 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 blah, and then we didn't we didn't move, and I think like. Now, from what you say, lucky because they probably would have put me in a museum. It was Springfield. It was Springfield, Oregon. I mean, not oh, all okay, Oregon. Okay, okay. So it's not like the city. Not actually. all Oregon. I mean, that's I've been to Oregon once, and that's where I went, and that was my experience. You know what I mean? Ah, okay, okay. No, no. I was just curious because we, we 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 had a, like a job opportunity there before a couple of years ago, and I was thinking, now yeah, with what you I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's other states and or other cities, but Springfield, Oregon, is racist. Like, I'll tell you that. I've been there. You know, and it it was a little bit different. You know, but, it's a is it a little town? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I mean, and what, small town. What's your background? Like, what's your what's your background? Like, what's your mom and dad? Uh, my mom's white, so she's but she's Greek. She's Greek. She's Italian or Sicilian, Polish. Is my mom. And my dad's black, Nigeria from... Uh, I did my 23 and Me. That's how I know. Um, but Nigeria... But is your dad, is your dad from the U.S., Nigerian? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. They're both from, from the U.S. I'm born here. Yeah, the U.S. Um, yeah, we've been here for a while. Um, like your dad was born yeah. in, Austra- in Australia, in the U.S.? Yeah, my dad was born here, yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, his background, yeah. background is Nigerian. That's what. You yeah, already. Yeah, I know. I said I just got my twenty-three and me. So yeah, my dad's black and my mom is white. You know. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And and you know, in Springfield, they hadn't, they weren't ready for that yet. They hadn't. Seen <laughs> they that weren't yet. ready for that. No, they were. <laughs> um, you know, they're. You know, so it's kind of like a ginger in Brazil. Um, one of my best friends has red. He's a redhead. You know. Yeah. And he, when we were in Brazil, they were looking at him like they've never seen a redhead. I mean, they're walking by his face in the mall, looking at him like this close. Guys walking up, looking. 
And then, like, literally, like, 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 pointing at him and stuff. Like, everybody looked at him. Like, he has a red beard. You know, they thought he was Connor. But I was with them in Mexico one time. They thought he was Connor McGregor. I'm the one fighting. And they gave <laughs> one up, give me a camera to take a picture of him with my, with, you know, they think he's Connor, you know? What's, what's fight day? What's fight day like for you? The fight nerves. Um, when, 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 when is the crescendo of nerves for you? Is it fight day, day before? Uh, well, I try to get a good night's sleep night before fight day. I wake up, you know, I wake up smiling fight day. This is what it's all about. Like, this is, this is it. This is what I work for. So I'm happy on fight day and I try to chill all fight day. Um, I try not to think about the fight, you know. Um, but previously, I used to be pacing all day and uh, getting hyped up. But I try to nap. I try to rest. Um, I listen to reggae music on fight day. Real calming stuff. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to be all hyped up. It's like the calm before the storm, you know. So I to relax, relax. Um. So I really don't have nerves on fight day. I try not to think about the fight. You know, I try not to think about it. But then once we, once it's time to go to the arena, then it's it's time to go. You know, once I start getting ready for that, I start getting pretty serious. You know, um, still enjoying myself though. You can't you can't burn all your nerves. You can't burn all your energy. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, y'all. You don't even realize that your shit's pumping and your nerves are going. I mean, it's your it's your fight or flight response. It's your fight or flight response. And if you don't know how to control it, you could just burn all your juice, you know, and come out flat. But um, really, once I get my hand wraps, I'm calm as shit. Until I once they once they wrap my hands, then it's then it's um, pretty much fight time. After that. Wrap my hands, fight time, and then it's war. I'm like a different person. I'm not, I mean, I guess I am me, but uh, once I hit that switch, um, it's a wrap. I'm a different, you know. I do this chi thing. Um, I was doing this thing a long time, but I learned it like 12, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I'm really in the energy and all that. That shit's real, bro. And um, I use it. And I do this thing where you power up your chi. Then someone grabs your arms on each side. You do this, like, breathing exercise. You take these big dragon breaths. And they both people pull your arms down. You do it three times. And at the end, when I get up and release, I feel like I'm underwater. Like, my eyes squint. I throw out. I do it. And then it's like, I feel like I'm underwater. Like, when I'm moving in the air, like, I feel fucking, what do you call it? I feel the... I feel the energy, man, and when when I'm in that, then it's just I'm I'm ready to go. I'm super cyan, you know. I'm just charged up, and oh, I love it. And <laughs> have you it. always loved fighting like that? Have you ever always loved fighting? <sighs> yeah, I guess you know. I mean, I was really good at it when I was young, and when I did my martial arts, I did my. I mean, I did it every day from four to thirteen. Um, I was supposed to go to the Olympics, but it was like four years from then, and like I was sick of it. And, for for what? For taekwondo? Always, for taekwondo? Uh, 
I don't know what it's going to be in. Cause I did. So my, my black belt was in Bok Fu. Um, it's like a hybrid of, um, Kung Fu, karate, Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, um, some judo, a little bit of grappling, like a hybrid. Cause not everything works, um, for everything. Right. Like, like the, the kicks of Taekwondo are badass, but they, they can't punch for shit. You know what I mean? So you gotta, so it's like taking certain things out. I think it's more of the movement of Kung Fu and, um, you know, so, um, I don't know what it was going to be for. I used to spar. I used to spar. Like we went to the worlds and, um, like weapons. I used to do the weapons forms and the katas and like, um, our team won, I think in 2002, 2003, we won like the world championship thing in Vegas. We went up there, our team won the whole thing. Um, but yeah, they were talking to me about it. But like I said, like, um, that was four years from when I was like burnt out, you know, so probably, probably some striking thing, maybe sport karate or, um, I don't know, you know, I used to spar like, you know, um, that was my thing point karate, but, you know, here we are now. You know, when we're talking about, um, not burning your nerves and not, you know, not, not getting over, like over aroused and that before a fight, um, you know, you, you had a situation, I think when you fought, uh, Zalim. And there was like the added buildup of the fight, plus the fact that you and he had like altercations. How did how did you manage your heart rate and to keep yourself at an even keel before the fight? That was a stressful. That was a stressful uh, whole week, man. The whole time, his fans, like just him, just him and his fans, and everything about it was a nightmare, bro. My. <sighs> I don't know if I did. I tried my best, you know what I mean? To be calm and just to know, to know that we're going to fight. You know, I, I mean, he was trying to fight in the hotel. So like, like, like I couldn't walk around by myself, like with, you know what I mean? Like I had to fight with Like fight you how huh? at the hotel. So one of the times, um, where was it? We were eating breakfast, uh, after weighing at their weigh-ins. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were recharging up. Yeah, eating with the family, you know, my girl, my coaches, all a bunch of people. Um, my son even was there. And uh, I seen him. I seen him the whole time in the hotel. Didn't say nothing, right? Really. And then he comes in the – he runs up on me, um, tries to hit this drink out of my hand in the restaurant, like – He's like, you talk shit, you talk shit, you talk shit. I'm like, hey, we're fighting. I'm like, I didn't say shit. I was like, we're fighting tomorrow. He's like, we fight right now. I'm like, we're fighting tomorrow. I'm not going to fight you right now. He tries to hit the, the drink out of my hand, and the drink, like, spills on some, like, lady eating, like, breakfast with her dad. We're, like, in some fancy hotel in Atlanta, you know? And uh, and then it's – bless you. Thanks, man. And then the coach comes. His coach comes up. You know what? Francis Nagano. Francis Nagano grabbed that fool. Francis was right, was eating at a table right next to him. You know what I mean? So he's, um, he's, he's doing all this stuff. And once they started grabbing him, once his team came back and grabbed him, and Francis grabbed him, then he did the whole thing, making the whole scene all bomb, hitting stuff, knocking stuff around. Like we're in this little fancy 
Oh, hotel. Like, what are you doing? Right after that, um, they grabbed them. And then uh, UFC security came, cops came. Um, and the people were like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know? Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to fight that guy tomorrow. Or I'm going <laughs> to beat the guy up tomorrow. They're like, um, like, they didn't know we were going to fight, you know? They, they, don't know, they didn't know anything. But they're like, that guy's such a jerk. I was like, I'm going to beat him up tomorrow. She's like, you are? I was like, yeah, it's going to be on TV. Oh, she's like, really? I was like, yeah, I'm going to beat the crap out of that guy tomorrow. And they're like new fans, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Was it hard yeah, to, was it hard to control your emotions in the fight? No, because I had so much for him. Um, even that day after that, I mean, Dean, everyone came up saying, oh, we talked to him. You know, he can't do that stuff. We talked to him. You know, I was like, well, what can I do? I mean, if he puts his hands on me, like, can I can I knock him out? I mean, how can we fight? Is that if I, I was like, I don't want to get suspended. I want to beat him up tomorrow and get paid. That's what this is about. You know, um, but after that, we're in the hotel and he sees me uh, when we're getting on the bus for weigh-ins that day. He comes up to the table and like goes like that with like a water bottle, like like flexes on me, like like water gets on me. You know what I mean? Like a few hours later, they grab him again. Like when we got on the bus, like I told him I'm gonna fire on him if he's if he's in my in my little re area. So yeah, yeah. we were separate rooms at the weigh-ins, at the ceremonials. I had four cops around me, and he was like in some side room. He's a clown, bro. Um, but I think. Yeah, he, he, what, what kept me so calm in that is though, is some people need that to beat you. Some people need, they'll know, they know you're going to beat them. So they, they need to take you out of your game or take you off, take, take you off what, what you're planning to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, people know you're going to whoop their ass. They don't want you to whoop their ass. So they're going to try everything to get in your head to do anything to throw you off. And that's what he was trying to do. Um, yeah, that one is personal, man. And do you, personal. did you feel more nerves, more pressure going into the fight? The fact that it was no, I couldn't wait to punch him in his face. And if you watch that fight, the yeah, first we like start that. the fight, I come up to him right in his face. Yeah. First, uh, I was saying it. Yeah, but no time. Just yeah, man. Um, yeah. Did you interact after the fight at all? Was there any interaction no. between you and him after the fight? No, no. Um, I was still waiting for him to run up. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was stressful. I've, I've had so many fights, and there had. There's never been like where you got to watch your back, where the guy's team is gonna do something, or his. You know what I mean? It was really even after I beat him. You know, he was talking shit and all that. You know. But I know, you know, I know Ali, you know, I'm cool with Ali, but, you know, dude, um, I mean, you saw him, he was, he fought a uh, Pereira the other day, he smacked him or whatever during weigh-ins. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? like, And he lost that one too. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, he's not, he's not understanding. He got knocked out by Danny Roberts, which I loved. Um, but yeah, uh, I usually don't like to see guys I beat lose. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, he can lose every day of the week, you know? Because I was going to say, in that fight when you fought him, 
Um, after the fight, it seemed like his coaches and managers were all cool with you. Like they were like, it seemed like, yeah. they, but, but he, he continued with it. Yeah. He's like a prince or something. I talked to Cody. I'm friends with, uh, uh, I think Cody told me. Yeah. I think Cody told me that he's like a prince. What do you mean? He's like, a, he's an, he's like a prince. He's like royalty in like in Dagestan. In Russia, wherever he's from, Chechnya, Dagestan, he's like royalty. He's like a millionaire, like little rich kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, he comes from like millions of all this money. So he's like a spoiled brat. That that yeah, that's what's wrong with him. He's a spoiled brat that gets whatever he wants, and that's why he doesn't listen. The UFC told him don't don't do anything else to Max, and he still does it. Don't do that to him. He still does it. Like he's either stupid, like like he doesn't understand, or he just doesn't care. There's, there's no uh, there's no consequences. And for them to tell me that he's like a real prince, like they put all this money into him to be super good, and um, yeah, he's a little spoiled brat, you know. So, I are you um have you got brothers and sisters? Just uh, I was just thinking. Yeah, that. I'm the oldest. Yeah, and you have younger brothers and sisters. Do they fight? Do they play sport? Um, my brother kind of. I mean, he's had a couple amateur fights. My other brother, not really, not really. He's like a hippie. All oh, right, know? right. Yeah. Did how did you uh, support yourself when you were fighting in the regional shows? Because I know that's really hard for fighters. Um, what was that oh. like for you? Oh, it's where I was made, man. Um, so I worked full-time. So I've been fighting for 14 years, and I've worked full-time the whole time. You still work um, full-time? Not anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, but I did for years, for years. Um, you know, I think I worked at, yeah, I used to do construction. I used to work at CIW. Um, corporate corporate real estate. I used to do a lot of that stuff at Blue Shield. But I work out in the morning. I I, I train in the morning before I train from like five to seven in the morning. Go to work my nine to five. Sometimes I work out on my lunch, depending if I had a fight or not. And then at night I train from five to ten. That was my life for ten years, straight up. Like every weekend, I'm up at four. I worked so hard, you know. Um, I had to. If, if, if there's no such thing as time, you got to make your own time. You know, I don't have time. I don't have time either, but I made it happen. I got up earlier. And um, it was tough, you know what I mean? Going to work with, like, black eyes and belts, you know, in the region. But just working. And even when I was in the UFC, I was still working. I still worked for about a year year and a half when i was still even in the ufc who was the last know, guy that you worked full time and and for uh, blue show to california um yeah i was a cor uh, facilities coordinator i was like the landlord of this you know healthcare company basically. okay who who was the um, last guy that you that you worked that you fought i fought i fought um elizu zaleski dos santos in brazil yeah, i remember that fight and we got fight of the night. Um, and I used that money 
um, to go full time, to pay all my bills for a year and be able to take a leap of faith. And here we are. I'm still here. Um, yeah, I fought Mike Perry. That was my first fight um, without a job, you know. Big, big I mean, difference, hey. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's so, this is the life, you know. It's the life I've always wanted. This is the life I have. So It's it's crazy eh, with, the, with the fights because you've had a couple, few decisions that were so close that could have gone the other way and it, you and then your your life would be different again you know what i mean but yeah how, how do you feel about that how do you feel like also or, or at least knowing well fuck i was right there with those guys as well you know i get asked this a lot you know because it's true for me it's like you know there, there's been so many fights that you know are very thing like like the only fight I've lost was against Kobe Covington. If you ask me, that's the only time I've been beaten. You know, um, other than that, they're all splits. They're all splits, and if they're not a split, should have been a split. And if it's not, it wasn't a, wasn't mine. It should have been drawn. If it wasn't, you know, uh, Tiago Evans, Henley beat him. Curtis Millender, I mean, that was razor close, um, dude. Alex Morono, he kicked me in the head. He had twenty five seconds of glory. I whipped the brakes off from the whole. The whole rest of that whole fight, there, there's stuff that is that the Oliveira fight. Um, I was just bleeding so much, blood doesn't look good. So these fights that I lose, um, you know, that I could have won are like crazy to me, you know. But just knowing that, like, like for instance, with Brazil, and like I fought um, Thiago Alves, I outstruck him. Yeah, I, I beat him. Um, you know. For yeah, so they asked me this. That was big, big for me to do to be able to beat one of my idols, Tiago Alves. Uh, beat him in his own country. I beat him. I know I beat him. He knows I beat him. Um, you know, everyone, his coaches, Mike Brown, everyone apologized to me after all the UFC, all the staff. They're all I'm so terrible. I'm so sorry. I was mad about that, but hey, do I? Am I not proud of myself for, for my performance because a judge didn't, they wanted him to win? You know what I mean? Like, do I not, am I not proud of myself because a, a, a one judge didn't want me to win? Or, you know what I mean? Um, I can't let people's actions or opinions change how I feel about myself or the um, what I have done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I could easily be top 10 if, if even three of those fights, dude, any, any of them, any of them, bro, like any of those, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to still be here. Um, this is fight number 10 for me, you know, and, um, I'm doing some, some things now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually figuring out that now I understand what's going on. Um, I'm understanding angles and stuff like like there's things that that's happened in this last since my last fight um, that have really evolved for me. I don't want to speak too much about them, but I will say that I feel like I didn't understand before. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Um, can you angles, elaborate on what? You, okay, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Not too much to give anything away, but when well, you I'm say- trying to think how I can talk about it. Um, 
with angles and like distance and patience and all that side of it. It's like before I was just a freaking battering ram, like a like a like a rock'em sock'em straight in. Now I I understand. I don't need to do that. I don't. I don't need to rush my work like that. You know what I mean? Like I, like I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been learning some new things. I've been reading a lot. I've been uh, working with some really good people, and stuff's clicking. Like literally, I I feel like I didn't know what the angle was. Like like now that I really know, and the things that I'm doing now that I that I understand is the difference between like like knowing something and like being able to like teach it to someone else and be able to really understand like a concept more than a move. Do you understand like why you're doing it and, and how it works and how it's effective. Now I'm like understanding that instead of just do this. Now I understand why the ins and outs of it. And, uh, I might do the, um, the Mollusk's guy. I mean, I, I fought all, I've got all these close fights, man. And without knowing Without, yeah, without knowing what I know, man, I'm telling you, it's like I had an epiphany and I'm like, dude, all this time and I didn't know, I, and now I know, you know, so that's how I feel now. Like, I'll tell you some shit off air about what I've been doing, but um, no, I'm please. so excited, bro. I'm so, I'm so pumped. How do you match up, in your opinion, how do you match up with, and tell us about your opponent. Um... I'm fighting a grappler. I don't even know his name. Rami something. I haven't even said his name. Um, he's a new guy. You know, I heard he was talking crap how he's going to submit me or whatever. Whatever. Uh, you know, as far as that, man, um, it's not my first rodeo. I had a lot of experience in the UFC. I fought some of the best guys. Um, he's 8-2, 10, 10 pro fights. Um, this is my 10th UFC fight. So it's different in there, man. It, it, it's it's different being in the UFC and fighting guys in the UFC and, um, you know, doing well against these guys. Talk about how he's going to come submit me. Like, you know, I'm not one of these gumshoes that, you know, he's beating all these guys in the region that who are these guys that he's just submitting in 10 seconds. It's like, who are these clowns, you know? So um, I five, five, six, seven black belts. You know, he's, I, you know, I'm excited for this. I'm excited like this. He's going to try and strike. He comes from Fortis. They're a good gym. I fought Alex Morono, you know, um, so they think they have the recipe on me, which is great, you know. For, for the record. Engage, you know, their recipe was a not engage. Um, but this guy, he's going to want to engage. He's going to try to strike for a little bit. Um. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna put this guy away. I really want to submit him because he's Mister Submission. So uh, yeah, uh, it's nothing new, man. It's nothing new. Of course, we're working takedown defense. I'm wrestling with all Americans. I mean, I'm at Team Alpha Male. You know, we're, you know what? We're wrestling, bro. And I'm defending hundreds of takedowns like a day. So it's like, you know, it's. Oh, this new guy is going to come to me. Maybe I'm going to smash this guy. So, yeah, man, that's how I feel about him. You so, for, for the record, his name's Ramiz Brahimaj, 
and you're fighting him November 7th um, at UFC Fight Night 182. That's for anyone that's listening to tune in to that fight to to see that to see you fight. Um, but uh, I was so I was going to ask you, you know, we're talking about a second ago. You're talking about the judges and all of that. What do you what do you think it is with the judging? Do you think it's also the fact that you're fighting at uh, in your opponent's home, and then everything he does, the crowd reacts and has an effect on the judges. Do you think the judges just sometimes aren't that's that good? A, that, that's a facet of it. That's a facet, I believe. Um, I believe that's part of it, and 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 since it has been quiet, I feel like the judging has been better. Oh, really? You feel um, that? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, before. I mean, I've been in fights where a guy throws a shot, misses. The whole crowd is, <sighs> Judges can't judge shit anyway, okay? I'll say that right now. But when you have guys, fan favorites and stuff like that, that plays, that subconsciously plays plays into these into these judges, man. You got people throwing these crazy punches or you think he lands some, the crowd, <sighs> It, it, it helps sway it, it helps sway um, who you think would win it, it's a natural like psychology thing when people are cheering for a certain person it makes you you know think they're winning more um, and then you watch a fight with silence it's different so um, you know the judging's a trip but I think you know I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do. I know. I know my coach had some good ideas about you know judging, you know maybe more judges, five judges, um, or just like a compu score throughout the rounds. You know who's ahead. You have to punch in the round, but that's more for the fighter. Um, I think Bellator, not Bellator, one or something was talking about trying that out. I don't know if they ever did. They did a story a few months ago when they said they're gonna let you know your score going into the next round. Like, hey, it's 10-9. Hey, it's, you know, you're down one. You're up one. How do you feel? Do you know anything about that? About what they're thinking of doing? I heard about that. I heard about they were yeah. going to do that, but then I never followed up and, like, read anything about it. I, I don't know. I don't think the UFC necessarily will because... Well, they haven't. Either. Yeah, because the UFC follows a 10-point must system, which is the, you know, it's like a boxing system. So yeah. that, that they're not going to do that. Well... It's still a 10-point must. They were just saying that they'd put their score in then. After yeah. the round, your score is in. It's, that's your score. Because people are changing scores. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They're changing scores. And uh, I think, you know, like, 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 like you got these fights where it's a five-round fight. Uh, you could bring one up that happened lately. But you got a guy winning. You think the guy won the first two rounds, and then the last guy finishes strong. You know what fight was that? There was a fight pretty recently. It was a five round fight. I forgot who fought, but I didn't think they won, and the judges did, and or something. You I know what's hard too, man. It's hard when you when you like when you're watching a fight when you're just watching it. You see it one way. If I'm just watching as a fan, if I'm coaching and I'm in someone's corner, I see it completely different. Yeah. And if you try and judge it, fucking hard. That's even and if you try and judge from home, it's completely different than if you're judging like next to the cage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, totally different. And then if you're commentating, 
it's different as well, you know, because you're all looking for different things. And so yeah. I think that even adds a harder element to the judging because, like, it's fucking hard. I would never... Yeah, they're right there. Like, yeah. they're too close. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's a hard job. Like, I wouldn't do that job fucking ever. But um, it's so much pressure as well, like, from... Because, like, say commentators or whatever, they can they can also sway what people are thinking. Like, yeah, oh yeah, Joe Rogan. Oh, dude, he talks all the time to these guys. You know, you know, all 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 the commentators do. You know, they just do. Yeah, and and it affects. You know what I mean? It it, it, it all does. Affects. It yeah. does. They hear him say, "Oh yeah, he's totally dominating that fight. Totally with that." Oh, I guess he. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess he is. <laughs> I you. I, I lost the fight, bro. I lost the fight because this judge was eating freaking M&Ms back in the day, bro. Didn't even look at the thing. Um, yeah, I lost this fight, bro, against Justin Baseman. He ran the whole time. He ran for five rounds. It's just for, like a week before I went on the Ultimate Fighter, like back in the day. But the whole his he was like this. I was like, yeah, and. Um, yeah, they had him winning. The whole crowd was heated, bro. It was terrible. Um, but the guy was eating M and M's, not paying attention. Like my coach was like watching them. There's people like recording him. He's sitting there like this fat <laughs> dude, you know. I'm sorry to <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at your hey, your, your thing. But it is a fucking <laughs> funny story. I could just picture. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's dude. Yeah, in this dust bowl. It was under like a rodeo like place, you know what I mean? There's like sand in her eyes and shit. It's like in a bull ring. Um But yeah, I mean the home cooking works on the other side too. You know, I've you know, there's this you know, there's Sacramento card out here, uh, whatever, earlier last last year. Uh, yeah, last year. And one of my friends fought, you know, he's from SAC. I didn't think he won. You know what I mean? But like I know the judges here. I you know Oh, he didn't win, right? And he won, you know? And I was like, he didn't win, but they said you won, right? But look, I knew all the judges. I know all the commission in California. Like, we're friends because I fought here, right? I fought here for th 13 years, and they're, they're the same people, right? When I was young and fighting in, you know, some air, air, airport air, airplane hangar or, you know, some gym. They were there, so... Hey, what up, Max? It's like, hey, you don't think they're gonna like give me some more points or whatever? It's I just, mean, it's just a natural thing that you do. It's, it's a not, natural human thing. It's yeah, not, you don't mean I mean, it. Yeah, it's not. You favor people that you like and know. It's a. I mean, if it's even, dead even. You're gonna pick the guy you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's like you go to a job interview and. You know the guy. You don't interview that well, and they go, "Ah, oh, Fab's a good guy. I know him. You get the job." But sometimes you go there, and you're the best guy, and you don't get the job. But yeah. you know what the thing is with that as well. And I think it's it's good that you have like a, a like you know you you no one likes to lose the decisions. But fuck, yeah. man, if you won one that you don't deserve to win, you're not giving the check back. You're like, fuck that. Yeah. I'll take it. Sorry, buddy. You know so. You know, it, it just stings, bro. It just stings. It stings when you get half your money, man. That for me, that's what more it is. I mean, I 
you know, I like I said about the Tiago thing, I know I won. There's these fights where you just learn this one punch or one one second or just these small adjustments. Um but you just gotta keep you gotta make it happen and what um, would you do differently? Go. What do you think you could have done differently? Like not not back then in like but like talking in retrospect, when you look back, you go, had I ever attacked like this or could I ever done that? And like what where does that fit in the learning process, so to speak? Not so much like you're living in the past or whatever. Like after the fights. Like after the fights. Well, I'll watch and see um certain it's small shit, bro. When the these things that I've if you watch my fights, like it's small shit. It's small things. Small things, man. It's small stuff. It's just minimizing those mistakes. You know? Um, it's like 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 with the Morona thing. Like you kicked me in the head. That's all it's it. The whole fight. You know, he ran a lot. You know what I mean? I chased him a little much. I should have cut him off more. So there's things that I learned to do, but hey, don't get kicked in the head. You know? <laughs> okay, I got my hand up now, you know? Um, it's small things because as you learn, let me talk to people backstage after the fights, you know, I'm talking to him. He's like, yeah, we were hoping you wouldn't take it, you know, try to like take me down and stuff. The third round, I had three takedowns and beat the brace off him after he kicked me in the head. Like, you know, and they were like, yeah, we're hoping you weren't going to, you know, grapple that much. He's a black belt, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, but the only thing he did was run. And kick me in the head. That's it. The whole other time, he was running, getting hit, and getting up. You know what I mean? So, so you 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 beat these guys, right? You beat them, and then you know you beat them, and they 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 know you beat them. You know when they when you win a fight or after a fight, and you're just like this, head down, like hands down. You didn't think you won. Yeah, like, of course not. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I learned. You know, he said, "Hey, we didn't want to engage." Okay, so how do you fight, right? How do you fight these guys when they say, hey, we don't want to engage. We don't want to exchange with you. You know, you got to make them exchange. So you learn from, you learn from, you know, you learn from your losses. It's a lesson, but um, yeah, it's small shit. I don't got to reinvent the wheel. Did you used to watch Pride back in the day? Yeah, I mean, not every time, but you know. Did I you, used to watch that. You know how they used to judge on the entirety of the fight as opposed it wasn't yeah. a 10-point must system? Would you prefer yeah. those rules? Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I mean. It's a fight. I think you'd have better outcomes. I think more times than not, you'd probably get the right guy that won. Um, you know. Yeah, because the three-round... Uh, they need to do something, you know. Usually, tides turn in the fight. You know, you gotta, yeah, you got a guy. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of the fights lately, and like a guy's doing good in the beginning, and then he gets worked the second round, and then he gets wasted the third round, and then he wins the fight because he had a good first round. You know, yeah. it's like, like should he win the fight. I mean, if it goes to the fourth round, he's gonna get finished. He probably can't even answer the bell, but he had a good first round. You know, it's like, you, you know, I what, think it's you know, which fight was interesting. Like that was like uh, the Cerrone fight, the last one that he had uh, with, oh, with, with Nico. Nico, and um, Nico won that round like 
But then he what lost happened the, in that fight? He lost the point in the first you round. You can't take a point. You look. You can't take a point without taking a point. You can't. You if you don't stop the fight and say point, point to each judge, point. You can't just fucking take a point when you want because you can't just say, "Well, you you want to take a point? Yeah, we'll take a point. Okay, yeah, let's take a point." Point, right? They did not take a point by the judges. The, or sorry, the referee did not stop the fight and say there's a point taken. He didn't. He warned them, and then he never stopped the fight and did the point thing. He See, didn't. He didn't do that. No. Because my understanding was that he lost the point. That he lost the point in that first round. And that's how the draw occurred. And that's I didn't didn't. See, I was waiting for that. I bet on that fight, so I was hella watching it. I said they they uh, hold on. Let me let me just look this up while we're here because we I, I need to know now because I I in, in that fight I thought it was weird regardless because um it was I don't know you know what I mean like who'd you bet on anyways That's a curious that I'm curious. I bet on Nico man Nico to knock him out man I, I Nico thought Nico was gonna do it too. They go in there and take him in the first round. He was putting it on him, but then he burned all his juice, man. He he like lost all his steam. Um, you know. See, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it says here, uh, US, UFC Vegas eleven results. Cowboy Cerrone versus Nico Price ends in a majority draw after I poke point deduction. I didn't see in the fight though. We'll have to look back. I watched no, no, it no. too. I, I just remember well, I that, that, that no, it... I was talking to somebody about this like a yeah. couple days ago. And we were talking about how they did not stop the fight and go point, point, point. They took the point without like on the judges. And I don't think all the judges even did the point. You know what? I, I, I agree with you because when I was watching that though, I, I did feel like. Did they take the point or they didn't take the point? You know what I mean? It wasn't like a... Yeah, it wasn't clear. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I remember watching it as well. and But I remember them saying they took a point, you know, and then that that's how that draw came about. But but to me, like, in in that fight, I, I yeah, he did he did burn out. So it was probably wasn't the best example. But I was going to say there are, there are examples where you see a guy beat the brakes of someone in the first round maybe they won or not the thing and completely yeah. lose the third and they win the fight, you know? And you yeah. think like, dude, it, it, you, you fucking lost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but under the 10 point must system, it's not even, sometimes I think like, it's not even bad judging necessarily, but the, the way that they, the, the format in which they have to judge is already kind of flawed for MMA. I see. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm not sticking up for the judges because trust me, I've had friends on the on the bad bad end of the decisions. But but I do think the format is very hard. Like uh, you know, in wrestling, Olympic freestyle wrestling, I can't. I, I don't stay up to date with the points yeah. right now. But you could like you could win the first round by a lot, like before, and then when you when the the points would start again fresh. So you might, if we did three rounds, you might have beat me six nil in the first round, yeah. And then the second round, I beat you one nil, and then in the third round, I beat you one nil, and I win, win. And I win, but you fucking mopped me in the yeah, first yeah. round. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
now they've changed it. I don't I don't think it is, but it was a few years ago. It was like that. Yeah. And it was like rule like of course you understand you're going there, you're wrestling under the same rules. But yeah, you could beat me fucking ten nil. Yeah, yeah. You know? Twenty to nil and then yeah. You know, you win one and one. It's like Yeah. So so it's, it's sometimes I think the format makes it real real difficult as well. And and it's some fights are close too, you know, you're watching around and like yeah. Fuck. Like it's not Sometimes they are close. Yeah. You watch a fight and two different people think two different people won. I think he won. I'm like, I think he won. It's like we both saw the same fight. You know, it's it's up to, you know, um being you know being from a striker's background, do you lean towards the striking when you when you see it or now that you wrestle more, no. how how do you feel? Mm-hmm. I try to, I, you know, I feel like a takedown without doing anything. If someone just takes someone down, you know, and doesn't hold them down, they get up or just something. That's not shit, you know. But I think if they take them down and, you know, do some damage, have some control trying to do something, that's a little bit different. Um, but no, I try to be even. You know? Damage, control. Um, Like, I'm feeling, like, their energy, like, like watching it. Like, you hear them breathe and how they're feeling. I could see their, I could see their emotions in it. Um, I like it. You know, you could see when someone's hurt. Like, I could see it earlier now without the sound. And that's why I think it helps with the judges. Like, you know, what did Uriah say? Yeah, Uriah was saying that... Uh, these judges don't know shit, right? He's like, it's like they're, they're judging a street fight. They're judging a street fight. You got people that have never fought judging a fight. They're judging a street fight. If you're on top, just throwing shit on them, you know, it can be not landing nothing. They're going to think you, you're you winning. You know, if you're on top of the guy, uh, you're, you know, they're going to think you're winning. So he said, um, look at it like that. The, the, the guy... Uh, the, the judges are like like judging a street fight because they don't they don't know, you know. So no, um. Now, just out of curiosity, who do you have um with Khabib and Gaethje? I got Gaethje. Why and how? I got Gaethje, and here's why. Why and how? Okay, um, Gaethje is a man. Super good wrestler. Um, no one knows because he doesn't wrestle, right? He's world class wrestler. Um, hasn't used any. I don't think he's used any of it at all. Like in the UFC, you know, uh, he's a smart fire too. Him and Trevor Whitman, bro. Trevor is the truth. He's he's a mastermind, and they'll know how to beat. They'll know how to beat him. Um. You know, Alaquinta had a good good thing, but hey, all all Habib's takedowns are in the center of the cage, or sorry, on 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 the cage. He has to put you on the cage and take you down. That's how all his takedowns are. So you can't be there. Like you have to know this shit. When you know when Poirier fought him, like he was on there. Like don't. That's where he wants you. Don't don't go where the guy wants you. And I and I not I don't think I know. That um, 
Gaethje's good enough to come up with, not come up with the game plan, but follow the game plan that's constructed to him, like he's been doing on these last guys, Tony Ferguson, all these guys that are really hard to fight. Tony Ferguson's a tough guy to fight. So tough. Just how he moves, that kind of game plan to be able to beat Tony Ferguson like that um, shows me that he can execute a game plan. He stuck to it to a T, and, um, you know, I believe he hits real hard. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna stay in the middle. I think he's gonna make Khabib fight. I think he's gonna piece him up. Um, I think he's gonna finish him. I think he's gonna stuff his takedowns. Get him frustrated. He's gonna have to shoot from far away. And I think. Um, yeah, I think Khabib's gonna. Um, yeah. Have you, you the way. have you worked out with uh, either one of them or people that have worked out with them or anything like that? No, I talked to Trevor though. I'm on Team Onyx. I get the, the Onyx gear and the gloves. It's the best, the best stuff out, custom molded to your hands and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I chat with those guys here and there. But I'm, um, I'm not Trevor well, and he's a man. Um, he is yeah. man. He Trevor Whitman's like, that's he's, a, he's dude. That's one like, guy I want to have on the podcast. That's one one person that I'd love he, to have. He, he's like. He's like an alien. Like he's he's really up there with what he knows and, and how he articulates. And he's a mad scientist. And um, you know, like I think it was good for Usman to go over there. I think that's going to be great. And it was great. I mean, we saw um, how he beat up. Um, who did he beat up? Tyron? Who did he beat up? Kobe when he when he Kobe. Yeah, really he fought Kobe and his. That was he fought Kobe, right? Uh, I don't know if it was Colby. It might have been. But he just went over there, but he did very well, man. And, um, yeah. I was talking to Trevor. I want to head down there. Come say what up. Oh, you're going to go train it? Yeah. I was talking to Trevor about it. So probably after this fight, I'll go take a little trip out there. Colorado. That's awesome, man. That's great. That's really good. No, no. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, man, you've been really good with your time, man. I really, really appreciate you coming on here. And um, like I said, I hope people tune in and watch your fight. And I, I really wish you the best, man. I hope you get – I hope you don't even have a decision, but I hope if you do have decisions, you get on the better <laughs> side of them. Thank you, man. Nah, thanks heaps, man. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. No, you're good people, bro. It was easy to talk to you and um, anytime, bro. No worries, mate. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah.